And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day. Good morning to everyone. With Barocco Sepemando. Tune in live at 10:30. And it's all on road radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. Yo, 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 what up, what up, good morning, good morning, GMG. <laughs> Monday, May 22nd, 2022, three, three, 2023, look at that, another beautiful day to have a beautiful day. Another beautiful week to have a beautiful week and another beautiful anniversary to have another beautiful anniversary. Yes, you heard it here. Not first, second, because there was a spaces right now, but you heard it here. Second, it is the rectiversary. That's why I go to Jersey going on today. Happy one year anniversary to all my wreck guys and wreck gals out there. Ovi Mando. Good morning. How y'all doing? Yeah, I haven't even had my coffee yet, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, dude. <laughs> Is that coffee? Yes. Yeah, so basically, in the summer, it gets hot. I just like to make iced coffee. So I make a double espresso, shake it up with ice, a little coconut milk. We going, we vibe. <laughs> Yo, how y'all doing? One year, huh? Did you wait? Yeah. You interrupt the website? Okay, we're gonna have to get into everything because I was in a couple of calls before this. I couldn't tune in. I can't wait to dive into it. But how was y'all's weekend? I mean, oh, we, we had a nice little saw you this weekend quickly, but I know yeah. you had to go all the way to Very Spain. Clear. Yeah. Snag, you must have. I, I'm surprised you're here this morning. Not going to lie. I, uh, I don't usually get sick. I don't think I am sick, but I definitely feel a bit beaten up. Like I use I use a I use thing called a whoop band now, which I think some people might be familiar with. I had a 1% recovery, which I think I don't even know how that's possible. Um, so, yeah, I've I've had I've seen better days. But I'm still standing. <laughs> yeah, I saw you post your whoop thingy. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely. So that's why I don't have those things because I don't need to be more self-conscious. I don't need to have an app telling me like, hey, yo, like you're just 1% recovered. <laughs> you know, it sounds, it sounds, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't know how I feel about that. Mando, how was your weekend? Chilled. I came back from France. I'm back in Portugal. Um, it's good to be back. Uh, old setup. Um, just feel more comfortable, you know. Like, feels like my tech is finally it's it's at bare minimum, and it's possible. And I just feel good about that. Your tech? Yeah, is it, like I'm back. Like it's got I got oh, fast back. internet. You know. No, you had a little echo going on, so I'm not sure you're back. <laughs> oh, ouch. That's, come on, man. That's so mean. He just felt so I'm good kidding, about his. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're, you're definitely, you're definitely back. And you know what? Yesterday I was talking to man on the phone. He was like, "I'm back in Lisbon." I was like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be a good week on the show." I was like, "It's gonna be a good week on the show, especially as it's the week before we go to your turf." I mean, we're coming down. We're coming down to your ends, isn't it? <laughs> coming down, London, London town. We're coming out of London. We're coming. Oh, let me get you up. Man. We're coming out of London. We're coming out of Lisbon. We're coming out everywhere. It's coming. It's coming back faster than I thought. Not gonna lie. I thought I had a two week break before going back on an airplane. Uh, it seems like in six days. 
run it back, run it back. You know, uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be. It's been. It's been, it's been a fun few weeks. But anyways, anyways, anyways. Let me hit you with a little co-host invite. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. All right, today on the show, and as usual, I mean, I don't think I need to tell you at this stage, but we are on, uh, we are on, uh, we are on uh, Twitter Spaces, uh, on on uh, on YouTube, and yes, Dave Statler saying, "Wait, it's hot in Montreal, guys. It is so hot here." But the issue is, for some reason, my building's AC decided to like not make it today, and I don't know why. So I have to deal with that after the show, most probably. So it is a little hot. Uh, that's why I'm actually. These these jerseys are great for hot days, cause they're meant to you know. Yeah, they're breathable. I know it's so cozy. I, I'm like so cozy right now. It's just like nobody's cozier than me. Maybe you are, cause you had the OG jersey. I'm gonna need one of those. Those are cool. This there is the, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, is there more? Uh, no. These are all these are all distributed. Damn it to the to the OG Damn. team. Damn it. Damn it. I'm gonna have to... the yellow one. I quite like the yellow one. I think the yellow one's cool. I love it. I got the red one too, but I'm more of the yellow, like the, the brighter color vibe. Yeah, yeah, the yellow one is cool. Yeah. I, I, I love I love my jersey and uh, and my jersey loves me. But anyways, as <laughs> today on the show. Today, today. God, I missed it. It's weird not hosting twice. I hate it. I don't like it. We haven't hosted since last Wednesday, boys. Uh, but DJ's market report, NFTs, macro, crypto. Uh, VCon recap and takeaways. I mean, this definitely we got a lot to say about VCon. It was great. Um, what's up in NFT land? Stubs and of course more uh, to cover today on this morning show, especially Rectiversary going on today. I definitely want to talk about this website and everything you guys uh, announced earlier uh, this morning show. So, anyways, anyways, anyways. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Daily market report. Brought to you by Rug Radio. Joseph, what's the word? Hey guys, so I mean, equities are doing okay. They were down a little bit on Friday. We're up a little bit today. It's not really a big move either way. Um, interest rates are selling off a lot. Two years at, now to 4.31%. So um, that's like uh, that's like a 70 basis point move since the uh, since the lows we saw during um, um, the regional banking crisis, which is kind of still there. So there's been a big move higher in interest rates. I mean, this debt ceiling debacle with the US just keeps going back and forth, and it seems like it's getting delayed. They're taking a long time to reach a resolution. In my opinion, the concept or the notion that the US will default on its debt is a very unlikely notion, and it's something that I've literally seen and heard about for over 10 years now. And it just never happened. So um, I don't know if that's me being complacent or if this is just another thing we can, we'll see blow over eventually once it gets sorted. But um, that's what the market seems to be talking about right now. And there isn't really anything else to talk about. So it just, for me, it's like a tier two kind of subject. Like it's not really one of the main drivers of things this year, unless it gets so bad that that, that, that you do have like a credit event. But I just don't think um, the forces at play are going to actually allow that to happen. But, um, you know, with those things going on, you're seeing interest rates uh rising quite a lot um but stocks are actually holding in okay crypto wise it's been really quiet i mean we're still at 26.9 on bitcoin we're at just over 1800 in eth and we've been there or thereabouts for a while now so um there hasn't been um much uh much price action there altcoins not really a big move either way so it's just um there's a volatility it seems like we've died down quite a lot we are in a seasonally quieter period 
as it stands and Monday's a holiday for, for, for most of the world so I think a lot of people are in holiday mode right now but um oh it is yeah. a holiday today uh not today but um no it is here in Canada, oh, it yeah. in Canada it is yeah it, 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 it is Canada, uh yeah. come on show my people some love man it's yeah. we have the same queen king king we share the same king is it king's day <laughs> No, it's it's it is actually Victoria Day, so it's like okay. it's one of your people's uh, holidays that was instilled on us. I, I guess we'll take. I mean, I got a full day of work, but I know my girlfriend's happy not to have to go to work today. <laughs> but yeah, it is a holiday here, uh, but only Canada, I guess. I thought it was you know maybe you guys too, but no, I guess it's just us. Yeah, no, no, no holiday. There's a lot of holidays around this period, though, um, like across Europe. And- Wait, what's next week? What's the holiday next week? Next no, I mean, week across Europe, there's lots of holidays. Yeah. Right. Even in the US, next week's Memorial Day for the US, right? Wait, when's Memorial Day? Next Monday. Oh, it's, it's usually the last Monday of May. It's true, yeah, on the 29th. You're right. So next Monday. Oh, okay. I'm like, okay, cool. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> there's a lot of holidays, bro. I can't keep up anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's tough. Wait, am I supposed to give my team off next Monday? Nah. No way, bro. We have two. If you're listening, no jazz. Don't don't you even think about it down there in the studio. Don't you even <laughs> don't you even think about it, Jazz. He's smiling in the studio. You guys can see him behind the scenes in the studio. You guys can. Nobody else can. He's smiling. Is that ear to you? <laughs> okay. So Ovi, when are the next like digits, numbers, CPIs, PPIs? Uh thinking. <laughs> <laughs> when are the next catalysts? Yeah, I think um, uh, the next thing we have is <laughs> the next thing we have will probably be payrolls, which will be mm-hmm. the first week of June. So next week, I guess next Friday, and Absolutely. then we'll have CPI. Then we'll have I think the FOMC will be interesting this month because oh, the biggest month, ever. Not the biggest ever, but it is the first month where the probability of them hiking right now is about 20% or just above 20%. So um, it might be the first month we see in over a year where the Fed doesn't actually hike. And um, I know that's priced in and expected and all that kind of stuff, but it is we're entering a period where there's maybe going to be a change in narrative in terms of monetary policy. And I think um, the next thing everyone's going to be saying will be like one cut, like when, when the next going to cut. But um, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting, I think. Okay, that's uh, love to hear that. Uh, it's on June 13th and 14th, so just check. So that's uh, when the next uh, FOMC is. So it'll be, we have time. Y'all got some time. I mean, looking at these prices, Bitcoin still, same thing as we left last week. <laughs> it goes up yeah. and down, but it's been hovering around 26.9, 27 for, for a minute now. Uh, ETH is around 18.17. Love to see love to see it above 1,800. And then what are, what are our favorite tokens out here? Wow. I didn't realize Polygon Matic went down. It's been sizing around 86 yeah. cents. I didn't realize yeah. that Solana's under 20 bucks. Looking at that. Um, and then I'm looking at what's ApeCoin at? ApeCoin's like what, 3.9 or something like that? I think I checked the other three, day. 3.4. 3.4. Three, four. Four. Three, four. Yeah. I mean, it was even lower than that recently. Yeah. So alts have been getting destroyed, really. Like, it, what's really interesting is ETH has not moved. So no, ETH, ETH has not moved at all. ETH is sticking around 1800. Um, it dips slightly below, but goes straight back to that level. Seems to, that seems to be the magnet. Alts have been trading very badly, and Bitcoin's not been trading that well either. So the best performer has definitely been ETH recently. 
Um, most of your favorite alts have not traded very well over the last week or so. Um, most of them are down, you know, 10, 15%. I mean, my favorite alt is a meme coin. How's my favorite? How's our favorite meme coin doing, Mando? <laughs> went up, went down, went up again, went down. Um, I think somebody sold out of like a 2 million, 2 million of it uh, overnight. Wow. So it, it went all the way back down again. Um, hang, hanging out where it was. Uh, yesterday, so I mean, I'm not gonna lie. For some for a coin where someone sold off two million dollars, it's not looking that bad. <laughs> no, exactly. It's kind of it's kind of where it's been. Um, I mean, I'll take that. It's, it's been uh, I don't know. Meme coin season still seems to be happening. There's a there was a coin out. Well, I think it's called what is it called? Uh, begins with an R. Um, there's a lot of them for sure. Like there, I don't uh, think there's, there's, there's one that's like refund. It's called refund, which is like up to fifty million dollar market cap. Um, which is people are dancing around in. Um, I don't even know if that's a meme refund, but like, yeah, that's something. It's that's a coin. Yeah, this, yeah, that's, it's still, it's still very strong. Yeah, the shitcoin meta is still going. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, look, it, it, as Obi said, it's really just about this debt ceiling stuff. I, it's been interesting to see that Bitcoin has like threatened to break down a few times. Like, it's gotten down to like. 2600, 26500 area, even like threatened to go lower today. It got to like 26,500 and then it just completely rips back in people's face. Um, there's the, the positioning right now, and Raul Paul is kind of all over this at the moment, but the positioning right now across global markets is some of the shortest positioning you've seen. And what that means is that people are shorting the market across credit, across equities, across macro. Um, I don't know if it's the case in crypto. I haven't seen it happen in crypto. But what you're seeing is that there is massive short positions building up very specifically in stocks and in bonds. Um, and what that normally points to is that you can see massive reversals. So what Ovi just said about the, you know, the widening of the of bond spreads, or sorry, bond bond yields to, you know, like I said, over four percent on the two year. That's the sort of thing you could see a massive reversal one day. So if if to, in the next week, both Biden and McCarthy, who are the two kind of sides of this debt ceiling um, conversation, they've both been pretty vocal that then like we're not the US is not going to default. But there's there's always going to be brinkmanship here because it just they've got another week to basically decide. So or just over a week, so they're going to keep on trying to push for the best deal in that time period. And Biden's. Biden's in at the G7 meeting right now, and I think he's maybe even doing a little bit of a trip after that as well. So um, there's going to be a lot of, you're going to be hearing about this for a lot of time. I don't think anyone seriously thinks, seriously thinks the US is going to default on its debt, even Biden and McCarthy. Mm -hmm. So it's really just going to be about where the needle falls in their negotiations on how much spending is going to be pulled back. Remember, Biden has put out big spending policies and McCarthy's basically going to be like, well, if you want the debt ceiling raised, we're going to have to repeal a lot of that stuff, or or basically put it in the put it in the bin. Um, and that's that's it's where how much you you repeal some of that spending is is where these negotiations are going to be. But yeah, that's the main thing looming over markets. But for me, what this points to is a lot of smart a lot of smart money is shorting the market right now. Um, like some, all your favorite 
traders will all be like, you know, the market's going lower, all this for the technical stuff that we were speaking about, head and shoulders and all that. But it's everyone is positioned for it. So like most people are very, very bearish. Um, but at the same time, most people are also, um, it's not what you really want to be at, at some time. Um, you kind of want to be contrarian often. So I think the contrarian position here is that it's not as bad over the next month or two as people expect because everyone is positioned for it to be really bad. And in those sort of situations, as you've seen with Bitcoin, it like even if it does, you know, massive moves back whenever it feels like it's going to go lower, which points to massive short positioning. And I think that's just something to be aware of. Like even even on the days where it feels like maybe, oh, Bitcoin's going to drop a lot or ETH is going to drop a lot here it might make sense to kind of buy those dips because what you've tended to see is massive reversals in the same day, maybe even in the same hour um, because there's so many people short across, across markets at the moment. And maybe I'll pin what Raul posted because it was, yeah, um, please. It was a yeah. very interesting thread about, um, and I think he did it in his, uh, his weekly, um, oh. Let's see his weekly highlighting of threads, but I, I've just pinned it to the, uh, yeah there you go there you go you love to see it i've also pinned something real quick did you i just realized i have a fire red guy in my collection i mean look at this check it out man like that's a red guy if i've ever seen one sheesh right i've minted that shit (laughs) i went to the vault real quick i'm like i forgot to post a jam tweet i'm like oh my jam tweet has to be red guy related obviously so you know if you're a red guy you know, oh, it doesn't show on the screen right. It's the glitch is not working right on the stream. It's not yeah, like it's not, uh, it's not in the stream. Yeah, it's going too fast. Yeah, right? yeah. it's fire though. I, I really like this one. It kind of it's cool because I realize it's like it's kind of like you know, with the the shirt, the the football jersey, was the hoodie. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Anyways, so I'll put that out there. Uh, if you have a red guy. Make sure you make sure you you put it out there. I want to follow all of y'all. Uh, but anyways, okay. So that's a good. That's a really good rundown of, of where we're at from a from a macro uh, and crypto uh, perspective. You've pinned the tweet. Yes, you've pinned it. Um, you know, it was an interesting. Um, I want to talk about JPEGs in a minute, but it was interesting. So on the panel I I was on with uh, Jesse Polak, Richard Fawns, which, by the way, like I've spoken a lot of conferences the last three years. Yeah, that was the most impactful and craziest panel I've ever been on in my entire life. Like, this is one of those conversations. Like, it was just banger after banger. It was to the point where, like, sometimes if I were to go last after them three, I did not know what the fuck to say. Like, I literally was like, uh, how am I supposed to follow Jesse Polak, the CEO of Base? You know what I mean? Like, it's, dude, chill. But anyways, he said, Builders Spring. And then he said, Crypto Summer. And he... Bold statement that really shook all of VCon actually because people were talking about it. Even this morning, I was on the meeting and someone mentioned it to me. But he was calling for a crypto summer. He was saying that it's going to hit harder and bigger than anyone could ever imagine, anticipate it. And he was calling it f- to happen this summer. He, his timeline was actually July, August. And I thought that was pretty interesting. I don't know what you guys think about that. But I, I love the boldness of the statement. And let me tell you, he had the people shook out there. There was a couple hundred people. It was two, three hundred people easily in that in that in that audience. And he had them going. I mean, what do you guys think about a crypto summit? How does that sound to you guys? 
Crypto I mean, summer? Yeah, why not? <laughs> summer, we've had some big moments, right? You had DeFi summer, you had JPEG summer, you had... Obviously, last summer was the summer to forget, but um, it is... Sun may go away. I don't know if it's, it's really worked for crypto, but the... No. Um, do I think we could be at, like... Let's talk about... Let's take one this back like a, a month ago, uh, maybe a month and a half ago, was it? We had... Um, talk about $1 million Bitcoin, right? We had the idea of the banking crisis and that Bitcoin just proves that decentralized um, money and fractional banking was had massive flaws to it. I still think that's a very powerful trend. The regional banking crisis is still is still going on. Um, I, I said at the time, obviously, I didn't think we we're going to have a million dollar Bitcoin, but I think... We are no doubt, if you take a step back and you look at things in years or let's say every six month period, we have gone from a period of very restrictive monetary policy for probably 18 months, Mm -hmm. close to two years. Um, And we are now moving to a period of uh, less restrictive monetary policy as in in the Fed is going to stop raising rates and the Fed propping up the banking system with liquidity. If I take a step back again, you have a, a stock and stock market which is still down quite a lot from its peak, and everyone is max short, max short the bond market as well, which has gone, you know, a few percentage points mm-hmm. uh, higher. So I don't think it's a terrible spot spot to be in, um, and I I think you could see a bit of a reversal. Now at the same time, with interest rates this high, you periodically we see these kind of blow-ups happening in, in various different sectors we had it um recently in the banking crisis let's talk about it in the in the um government debt crisis in the commercial mortgage crisis those tend to have like explosive moves which can like drag down crypto because correlation goes up during those periods and that, that drags down all markets but i am um, but i barring one of those happening I do think we could be in for a decent period here for, for crypto. Yeah, I like that. Obi, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think um, uh, maybe I'm more bullish than most people. Maybe maybe people just think like Obi's always bullish. And We are pretty bullish people. I mean, we're permabulls, to be honest. Yeah. Well, like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a permabull, but I do think that when you sit in an environment where things are down 50 60% from their highs, that's when you want to be bullish. And you know, but the same people who are bearish now will be like really bullish when Ether's two or three X or four X from where it is now. And that's when maybe I'll be a bit less bullish. But um, I just think like you want you want to be bullish. You want to be positioned long when price action is down and when prices are low. And you want to be the other way around when it's high. And mm-hmm. actually sentiments are different. Like sentiments are more bullish when prices are higher. But, um, you know, it's not, it's not the way you want to deploy capital in my opinion. So um, yeah, like I just think, whatever, I think we're going to get out of this. I think we're bullish and I think uh, I'm still bullish. I think the second half this year, I think will still be good for crypto. I really do. I think we're going to end the, I think we're going to end the year at a new year to date high than where we are now on ETH. I like that. I, I, I see it. Honestly, I'm, I mean, I obviously super bullish on the market as a whole, but it was interesting. It was just an interesting panel, right? I know we're going to recap Bitcoin in a second, but when he, he did say that, and like, it's like the quote of the, conference like everybody was like reposting it and like tagging us in the panel and when he said it i was sitting right next to him did he explain why he thinks that he thinks that because 
he was saying it from the perspective of a founder and someone who's very ingrained in the space or just like us three, seeing what everybody's building and seeing how dedicated people are to the to crypto, to NFTs, to the market and everything. And I guess from a layer two perspective, you know what they're building. You know, they're they're super bullish on that with, you know, because you actually mentioned like how like Pepe like got like the gas prices going crazy and like people are looking more and more at layer twos again. And he was just saying how like there's been this like massive amount of builders that came out and he compared it to 2021 and how there was a boom immediately after in the summer. And he was comparing the feeling he felt at the moment to 2021 spring. However, we have much more infrastructure in place than we had two years ago. And when you think about it, it's true. And we've been talking about mass adoption a lot. You can't mass adopt without proper infrastructure, like because the infrastructure then collapses and stuff. And he was talking from the perspective of someone who had been in crypto for 11, 12 years, right? Because that's what he's been doing, Jesse Polak, which by the way, I'll invite him. We need to have him a special guest on this show, maybe this week or next week to, to, to double down on that. But, you know, he was saying now there's more builders, there's more infrastructure, there's more in place. And he's, he felt like for the first time in 10 years, there was an actual utility to crypto more than just, hey, this is a price go up, price go down thing. And when he said it in that sense, it resonated with me because then on the same stage as us, what we're doing in media, then it's Richard, Manifold, and your fonts with token proof. And it was just like, it made a lot of sense and, and look like, I, you know, the, the crypto summer's bold statement, I like it. I'm here for the bold statement. I personally think, I, I've been saying it for a minute, I, like even back in, I think August is going to be a monstrous month in crypto in general, not necessarily in NFTs, but I genuinely think it. And, uh, but it's, uh, you know, September, like, I don't know, man. Like, and I mean, Ovi, you've been saying for a minute that you think the end of the year is going to be quite interesting in crypto this year. You've been saying this for like a really long time, if I recall that. Um, not that you're calling for all-time highs this year, but... You joke about it here and there, and I'm not gonna lie. Like that joke is doesn't sound like such of a crazy bold statement to me, right? You know, I don't know. Like Kaleo screaming for 40k magnet all the time. Like you, I get that our favorite traders are all max short all the time, but these are traders that like will flip on a dime and go long like the second the market turns around, right? Like because that's the game they play. But anyways, I don't know if Ovi, I saw you had anything to say about this before I move to our JPEGs. No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say I think I still think the end of the year will be interesting. I think. Um, remember next year is the Bitcoin halving narrative and whether you believe that actually has a technical effect or not, I think people will start talking about it and mm -hmm. um, you know, I think you want to position at the end of this year for next year, that's what I think 100% Alright, there's a lot to talk about in JPEG land, including a thread of yours from this weekend that I really liked and some buys, which I love to see that and some stuff happened on the red guy front so let's get into that who is the man, Macro Daddy of the land? Can you dig it? Yeah, GM. You can never kill those jingles, man, though. It's just so good, bro. It's <laughs> so good. Oh, look, quite a lot happening on NFTs yeah, this weekend. Um, I think there was a few different things happened. Firstly, Blur was was kicking off, right? Blur has got um, its blend is expanding to a number of different other collections. There were some epic dumps on uh, a range of different collections over the weekend. Mutant Apes, Miladies, Doodles, um, even Azuki. It, there's been a lot of airdrop farm, farm ores um, getting in the way, and it's been a bit nasty, I think, if you've been involved in, in that game 
over the weekend. Um, huge, huge moves in a range of different collections. And I think Punk 9059 has been kind of just tweeting the blow by blow of what's been going on there. But that's dominating the volume. What you've seen is that the volume, where the volume is, is the vast majority of those floor prices are down because it was one of the biggest dump periods for blur bids um, since they began. So that was across the board. Separately, you've been having the Sotheby's auction taking place where you've seen a lot of things be estimates. Um, I think the punk went a little bit low, but the Fidenza clearly went incredibly high. You've had the autoglyph go high. Um, it feels as though things are beating estimates for the first time, for the first time in a long, long time for a, for a major um, collection being sold at Sotheby's and, and Christie's. Normally we hear of things coming in lower and less interest and people weren't able to KYC. This feels like everyone was prepared um, and you've seen some very high, high bids, including Fidenza over a million dollars. That caused a bunch of Fidenza, Fidenzas to trade. The Fidenza floor is back up to 65 now. Mm. Um, a bunch of trade in like the 50, 50 area. Um, but that's also kicking off, I think, a, a, a bunch of different trades in higher priced stuff. Ovi obviously bought a autoglyph at 155 ETH yes, uh, two nights ago, drunkenly yeah. in... in uh, <laughs> In We're going to get to that story in a second. Hold, hold that um, thought. Hold that thought. <laughs> and generally, you've seen that because I think this was an overhang for the market. And you've still got a few big ones coming up. You've still got the goose coming up, which I think is middle of next month, maybe. But this is going to be a drip feed auction. And things are, it's picking up attention and picking up, um, picking up prices as well. So on some of that stuff, the the liquid high art, let's say, you've seen you've seen decent volumes return to the market, and it feels as though that market might be coming out of a of a lull, essentially, which has been very very good to see. Um, away from that, Pudgy Penguins launched the toys. Obviously, seen crazy demand for those toys. Um, I think over two million two million dollars of sales um, in the first in the first two days. That's the last time I heard about it, but. It's uh, it's been number one or in the top three trending on Amazon um, across different geographies and just generally people just getting pulled up about the IP play there. Um, what Luke is going to be able to do with with um, with the funds and how he can grow the community. But you've seen Pudgy Penguins go from about a four reef floor to now a six reef floor, which is um, quite a big move. You still had the um, the Jack Butcher ecosystem go a decent amount higher recently. That's been the the gradual reveal has meant that you know people have been sniping some of the ones coming up, and it's just been interesting to see. Um, but Jeff, definitely a strong community, which has kind of bounced back um, in a strong way. Nakamigos had a bit of a run up, just just a bounce back, I think, kind of across the board in the non blur airdrop farming NFTs essentially, um, and also a picking up in the in the the high end bit of the market. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's uh, it's actually been interesting to see this whole thing take take uh, you know take place. Um, you know, it was good to see the two. It's two point four forty four million dollars realized, right? During the Grails kickoff sale, that included seven lots coming from the former three C portfolio, and then that I'm, and you know I'm just reading Michael Bohana's um, tweet, who is in charge of the auction. So that was the that's fit, and so went for a million dollars. You absolutely love to see that, right? It was about five hundred and sixty ETH. Um, that's the price that was realized at auction. So, you know, that usually kicks off somewhat of a narrative 
uh, which which you love to see. Uh, and then you had, so it was this, I'm not sure how much they went for, but these two ringers that sold. And then there was an autoglyph that sold for over half a million dollars as well uh, at auction, which, you know, love to see that. And this was the other Fidenza that sold. And he says, you know, that's coming up next. He's actually a pretty famous um, ringer, right? The the the, um, the goose. One of the most famous pieces of generative art in the world, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, so I reckon this this should realize quite a lot of money uh the auction takes place on june 15th uh actually it would be interesting to get michael on the show Ovi, to just yeah, talk we'll about get him we'll, get him. we'll uh we'll hit him up he's, he's a good friend i think they're doing a good job honestly like i you know as much as people want to say some stuff about the the um, the auction houses like michael cares so and i know that because he's my friend so <laughs> so you know it's uh he's been doing good and, and you absolutely love um to, to to see that i know he's been supporting a lot so and i'm seeing on the comments yano here fellow rec guy saying squiggles are pumping today too i mean yo i'm not gonna lie the more time i spend with snowfall at these conferences guys the more i'm just like every single person just needs a squiggle in their collection and like i want more no i mean that like let me show you something uh, where is it? It's right. So, you know, Snowfro, what, first of all, he's like one of the kindest and most genuine and incredible human beings in the entire space. And by very, 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 very far. Like he's humble as hell. And God knows, like he founded some of the most important projects in the entire space. But you know what he does? So if you're a holder of squiggles, he will print out your squiggle uh, on the Instax, like right in front of you. He'll, he'll, he'll ask you for your number and he'll sign it. What's funny with mine is at first he didn't use a Sharpie. So like, no. And so he like wiped it out and, and, and it's a thing. And then he goes, do you want me to reprint yours or do you want the Miss Mint? And he said, Miss Mint by, by, by like, uh, like, uh, like that. Cause it was a misprint. And I was like, I'll take the Miss Mint. So that's why mine has like, you know, the, you can tell the dirt, like the dirty finger thing, like the, this, the, cause he like straight up just went like that. And I love it. It's my squiggle number two, six, three, which is a day zero squiggle that I bought like in 2021 and I finally got it printed, printed out by Snowfro and I just thought it was so cool. So uh, it seems like Squiggles are also having a moment here, uh, which, oh wow, back above 11.5 ETH here on OpenSea. Um, so, uh, you know, wow. So I'd love to see that. There's a lot of stuff going on here. I mean, Ovi, you know, on top of all the, um, the buys that we're talking about uh, right now, there was an important autoglyph sale uh, at auction for over half a million dollars. Um, and, 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 then you know, um, you've been talking about wanting a squiggle for a very long time in the chat, um, after Ipsos and everything, you were saying it's like one of your, your grails, but it looks like you made it happen. So talk to us about, talk to us about this, uh, this, this, this autoglyph buy. Yeah. I mean, I've been wanting one for a while and I remember it was about this time last year, maybe June last year when ETH dropped to 800 or 900. Um, there was like, I remember telling Manda that like, we should buy an autoglyph, but we didn't have the liquidity at the time. And it was like around hundred ETH. And I think there's another trade at 80 ETH. And then the whole thing just got swept up and went all the way back to like, 80 ETH. Well, 80 ETH. Yeah. I was looking last night. Now that's yeah. a buy right when, there. When, when, ETH, when ETH was at like 900, so it's below. No! Yeah. So 100 grand pretty much. It was crazy trades during that period, weren't there? They were just like, it was definitely oh, like two God. days. Like you could have, you had time to transact on it. I just didn't, I wasn't I'm pretty sure we covered that, by the way, because we used to talk about, I remember we covered yeah, like the we, autoglyph we probably, sales. We probably did cover it. Um, but yeah, that was like 
when that happened and I missed it and I was like, damn, like I just missed my chance to buy an autoglyph, which I really think are like, I really think of everything out there. They are some of the most generational things that you can buy because it's like mm-hmm. the first ever piece of um, generative art on chain on Ethereum. So um, uh, I, I missed it then. I was kind of really bummed. I've always had my eye on them since. And then, you know, with this whole NFT crash, we've seen um, some of that stuff start to come off again. So I was watching Autoglyphs and then there was one that traded at 155 ETH a few weeks ago and I wanted to buy that one. And I just kind of like missed it. And then, you know, I, I thought I missed my chance, but I knew the Sotheby's auction was coming and there was some supply. So I was just kind of waiting patiently. And I guess like I was hoping the auction, I, I, you know, I said this before on the show and I still think it's true that I thought the Sotheby's auction would mark the lows for generative art, um, at least for this year. And I still think that's true. I guess I was just surprised at how high some of the auctions went, but they went way, way above estimates. Like, I guess that's what, what that tells me is that people have saved up capital to spend in these auctions, um, whether it's institutions, funds, or, or, um, or individuals. Uh, people actually want to buy the stuff. And um, you know, after those estimates went so high, I was like, damn, I better buy this one that's listed on OpenSea because um, I may not get another chance. So actually, at the time... That was the only one that I thought was listed. I, if you look on Blur, I think there are still three or four autoglyphs listed on Blur between 160 and 190. Um, so there are there is some supply out there, but you know there's only 500. And the artwork, or what's up with this? Yeah, I don't know. Been... I don't know why it looks like that. But um... do these even trade on Blur? Like I was looking. I didn't even realize they were on Blur. Honest, to be honest with you, I just I I just went on OpenSea and, and transacted there. I, I had no idea, but. It looks like there's some there, so. Um, it was about why do they show in or is there a reason why they show like that? It's, it's pretty maybe, cool. Oh, you know what it is because all the art stored on chain. Maybe it's pulling in something different. Like it's pulling in. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't, it's interesting how how that's being rendered, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I just pulled the trigger because I think um, it's something that is like really historic and something that I, that I think could have a lot of value in the future. And there's only five, 12 of them. So, hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I like your thread. That's why I wanted to talk about it today. Cause it's good. I think I like uh, the education portion of it, uh, of what you've been buying. I thought it was a great thread. One of the rare threads that I read uh, from beginning to end in a long, long, long time. And so look like that. Listen, that's you one. Like threads? Code. No, I don't like threads. Um, you don't like threads on your feed? No, I don't. Actually, I really don't. Neither do I. To be oh, honest. my God. Threads are killing me, man. I, like, I, will, I, will, I have just had prone. enough. I am more prone. I'm that guy. And that's why you see Jazz's recaps for the show are now one block of text. i rather read the long-form te- tweets. You know, like the how you can like max out a tweet. i rather write read that than read a thread. Because I just find threads unbearable. Um, done with the bait and switch of it all you know it's just like oh yeah let me tell you this and then you get you you read the first one and you realize by about tweet three that you're going to literally learn zero yeah. from the rest so red. you guys are killing me so anyways listen like, there's um, no value add it's just i have got you with a hook and now you have to read the whole thing it's not like, me you oh, mean chat gpt got you with the hook fucking, um it's had yeah. enough no, but there are some, listen, there are some people who write proper threads that are super informative, like Elena, for example, right? Like, because it's news threads, right? Like, it's not a bait and switch. It's like, here are the news of the day. It's all in one thread. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, news threads, look, I understand. I get it. I just still, I'm finding them 
You're telling me? Wait, I was gonna write a thread about the one year anniversary of Wreck Guy. Okay, fine. Then if you don't like him, fuck it. You know, sorry, bro. I mean, you know, it's gonna... really a very self serving tool, and people are now just abusing them. I had this whole thread ready about how much I love Red Guy and you yeah. guys. All right, like it. you don't want to see it, then you don't like it. Okay, I'll stick it to one tweet. No, I'm kidding. I totally did not have that ready. Uh, but listen, this is dope. You love to see it. I mean, Danny's been you know talking to me about Autoglyphs all the time. You know, all day long. I mean, his famous, what was it, $40 million offer he told, talked about on Rec Radio on episode one, right? Was it 35, 35 mil he got offered for the for the full set of glyphs on your show? He, talked yeah. about it. he was yeah. offering it at 50, then he offered it at 40. Someone said they bid 35. Mm-hmm. And then he regretted it, went to go back to them, and they were like, no. Yeah, I was there. I was actually with, I, it was a period where Danny and I were together for like three months. And so I, I witnessed the, the, the offer and I, and I witnessed. Uh, him saying no to $35 million. What did uh, you tell him today? I wanted to punch him in the face. Uh, honestly. Um, I love him so much. <laughs> I was just talking to him this morning. But uh, I'll be with him next week. But it's, uh, listen, 35 million. But hey, it's probably going to, I wouldn't be surprised if something like this comes back though. Like for me, as someone who's super ingrained in the space and look, this is like my baby, right? Like my squiggle or my, my punk, like I don't have the capital that some other people have, but like an autoglyph, like I would sell a lot of my assets. I would sell a lot of my current assets to be able to get my hands on the glyph. And I'm never going to see a glyph again at 80th for the rest of my life. I know that for a fact. Um, and I mean, I, I hope not, right? Because that would be in the markets really, 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 really bad. But you're talking about, for those people who wonder, like, because I saw a lot of comments on all these things. We're talking like, forget your whole PFP, meta, whatever. It's different. It's not utility, right? It's, this is the first on-chain generative art ever minted on the Ethereum blockchain. This is the project number, project zero for Larva Labs before they went on and created uh, Punks and then Mebits. This is the project from 2019. There's only ever going to be 512 of them. And that's what it's all about. And the Centre Pompidou, which again, since the 80s, is like the epicenter of culture for art worldwide. It's like the Centre Pompidou is no joke. So when they got the punk that was gifted to them, they also got a glyph that was donated to them by Lorelai, by Matt and John. Like it's on the wall at the Centre Pompidou. Like actually, I'm being friends in two weeks. I'm going to go check it out. But it's like, you're talking about like one of the most important pieces of not just like crypto art. We're talking about art in my, that's, listen, that's my personal opinion. And I'm sure you guys share that, but in general, and you know, it's, it's really something. So look into that, like look into why people like Ovi and stuff are accumulating them this and that. Cause this is one of those things that like, you almost pass on to your children. I don't know. Is that how you feel about it? Ovi? like, what? Yeah, you don't, I don't think you buy it and trade it, right? No, I mean, I'm not going to flip it for 50 ETH, but, yeah. Um, but if they go to like five mil, of course, I get it. <laughs> but um, I guess like it is, it's a, it's an opportunity to own something that I think is, I genuinely think is like really historic. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just, I genuinely thought I would never have the opportunity to buy one, and then I just sort of did. And it's tough, you know. You have to, you have to still do it and pull the trigger. And um, a lot of people will, will say, yeah, I'll buy one if it goes to there. I'll, I'll, you know, I really want to own one and I'll buy one. And they never actually do. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm actually going to do it. Um, well done. So I did. So. Congrats. Honestly, I loved it, uh, seeing it. So what's the, did you do it? Like, what, were you on the beach in Mallorca during the bachelor's party? Because so, like, you saw, I saw your tweet saying, thank you for the responsible, blah, 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 Mando, bad yeah. soup. So what happened there? Like, what was the process? I didn't have, I didn't have, um, 
I didn't have access to my wallet because I wasn't at home. And um, there was like three hours left on this listing. And I was a bit like I saw the Sotheby's sale and I was like, oh, damn, like if I don't buy that, someone else is going to buy that. Because I know there are there are other buyers out there. It's not, it wasn't just me. So I was competing with other people before. Um, so I was like, damn, I really have to pull the trigger. So I texted Mando. I was like, if you could spot me, spot me 155 ETH. And he was like, yeah. He was like, Mando, was like, yeah, sure. But um, I think he was out to dinner. And then um, I got bats to spot me that amount. Um, yeah, find yourself friends who will just spot you 300 grand. <laughs> um, I like that. And, um, and so then I just did it. I, had, I did it from bat, really bad etiquette, but did it from my phone. Um, so you wait, you while your, I was your cell phone and you <laughs> while I was drunk in Mallorca, yeah, on a stag, and then I sent it to my vault straight away. And then I was quite glad I was out for dinner because I was like, maybe you just need like an hour or two just to like digest it. And by the time I came back, which is fair, it was like two hours later, you'd bought it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I like that. So I like stories like that. I had these, these, these fronted me 170k to buy my punk. My current one, because I was also without my keys and I was up north and OTC had listed the current, my forever punk I have with the pipe punk, which was like, that's the punk of my life. Right. I was like, yeah, that. So I feel that. Obi. I was like, that's the punk of my life. I am not close to my keys. I need it. And he's like, I'll buy it for you and just pay me back tomorrow when you're home. I'm like, I bet. So shout out to the good friends with the liquid ETH that are willing to, are willing to, to, to front you like that, that, you know, you don't find this in a lot of space in a lot of different places, right? Like we all, we, we all just met, <laughs> you know, we all just met recently. It's so crazy. It's like that one time I meet Mando and the same day he spots me like 25 ETH to buy, to flip this ape. <laughs> Two years ago, I'm like, yeah, there's a top like 100. I don't know, ape for sale. Like, there was in the there's meeting. There's a trend room. here, isn't it? There's a trend. There's a trend here. He spotted oh. me 25 ETH. And then what happens? Like, the floor of the apes crashed 50%. And I'm like, shit. So it took like two weeks longer for me to flip it. Eventually, like, got a nice flip out of it and then spotted him back the 25 ETH. But it's, oh man, this, we, we definitely have some stories here. <laughs> we definitely have a lot of stories. So, so let's take it back to, you know, not to make it all about you guys today, but it is about you guys today because it is your one-year anniversary. And I remember when those dropped last year. It was such a cool moment. Uh, and I was just looking back at my 12 or 13 red guys in my wallet, and they're all so sick. So you guys have a new website. What, what did you launch today? It, what, what went down? I missed it. Yeah, I mean, we just had uh, – this is our one-year anniversary. And we'd actually been working on this website for a while. Um, we had the Other Life guys, formerly Night Shift. Uh, work on it we've worked with them on a couple of other things and i think they're i mean they're just like one of the best teams i've ever worked with in and out of web3 um so yeah we've been working on this website with them for the last few months and we were getting they were getting close to finishing it and i just realized last week i was like shit like we have our one-year anniversary wouldn't it be cool to launch the website on the day of it so we managed to um uh the team worked really hard and we all managed to finish the website Mm -hmm and launch it today but it's, it's cool it's like if you weren't listening to the rep guy space earlier it's just like we have a whole leaderboard on there we have all these different badges you can get for collecting and hitting certain milestones we have a whole wiki for all the lore that's happened so far and rice you should about. show it you should go onto like forex profile maybe yeah maybe. You go, you type, yes, type in your, so click on um click on just one of the collectors wow this is cool sorry i just find it yeah. so cool go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so i'm on rec 
Yeah, so go to just scroll down and click on two leaderboard. Yeah, where yeah, where it says larger cells, just click on any one of them because that will show you the, their profile. Oh yeah, so... and then what? Oh, so they have badges here. Yeah, so then in the URL, if you um put in your ETH address at the end, um okay, you'll get to see, see your own. Let me get my you'll get to see your own profile and then you'll see what you have. Let me do it right now. There you go. There you go. There I am. There no badges. Oh, because it's in my uh, vault. It's in my vault. I have no red guys in this one. Oh, yeah. No red guys in that one. No, there's no red guys in the the, the the red guys are vaulted, bro. Come on. Come on, dude. Of course. There you go. Oh, cool. So okay. if you hover over the badges, it tells you what each one is. So how to red guys since mint. Hold up. Take these 10. Take these five. Ah, that's cool. So I'm diamond handed. I'm yeah. OG. I'm a dolphin because I got ten plus, and I'm a believer because I found. I, I mean, I've, I mean, I, I minted all of them, so <laughs> they, they haven't moved at all. Uh, what, okay, this is a, okay. It shows you all the red guys you own. And if you click trait sets, it will show you if you own any of the trait sets, which uh, you may not have, but you might have some of them. Oh. And it shows you what you need to buy to like get the trade sets. Um, I see what you guys are doing here. <laughs> I see what y'all doing. You know, you want collectors to you know get hooked onto the lore and then start you know buying sets. And no, I like that. I CC for any other project founders in here. There's something to get out of this. This is very smart when you're trying to build lore around a digital collectible because Recad doesn't have utility, right? It's not a utility project, so it's a pure. It's a collectible. It's something you want to have because you want to collect art, right? And so the fact that you guys are creating, I mean, I know the community created those sets, right? Those are not sets that you created. It's kind of like your collectors. Oh, yeah. They're actually, the community made all of them. Like yeah. We didn't make any of them, so. That's a beautiful uh, thing. Now you've yeah. integrated part of the lore and now you kind of like instilling this part of the lore even more and it makes people want to go and collect those rare, rare guys, like, you know, and those sets. I may, I may have to pick up a little strawberry fields after the show or something. You know, yeah, that was the that was the idea. Like, we can't really compete with Blur, or, or we didn't want to create a marketplace because you know they're all giving you a fucking. Mm -hmm. But we want to make like experience. So like, you actually want to go onto this website because then you can feel like you've got like what you've earned, what you need to do to get the traits. Like, it builds out the lore at the same time as that, and you just know that Blur or or like OpenSea are never going to provide that sort of functionality. So we wanted to we wanted to just give it that like um that community feel like that what we've actually created okay i like that a lot wow i really did well on my mint not gonna lie i minted all those yeah you got some good mints there dude that this one is crazy with the shades i got the wrecked hoodie that's the, here that's the shades the nouns got the um, got the wag me bottle here this one's crazy uh three two one oh yeah that one's good, that one's good. G gm and wag me is a good combination yeah. Wow. Good website. Good. I mean, it's funny. I have the other life. Well, the when they were night shift, it's on my wall. You know, the artwork they sent all their clients. Yeah. They did yeah. a writing. So I have it on my wall. And actually, your logo is on there. Uh, the red guy logo. There's a there's a rug radio logo, and then pretty sure the red guy logo is on there somewhere, as well. And it's like all the clients that they they did before uh, Keith and you know Moonpay acquired them um, not long ago to become other life. So that's cool. All right. Well, congrats. Excited for your your two. You know, it's gonna be. Me too. Yeah. No, I mean, look, 
it feels like there's a lot in the pipeline for us. So for all of us here. So yeah, you absolutely love uh, to see that. I mean, quickly, you know, I do want to get to our stops artists uh, of the week. You know, it's it's definitely a bang artist. And we have KD here to help us uh, with the interview as well. So it's going to be great. But just quickly, I mean, uh, Vcon, Vcon, little quick little recap takeaways. I mean, I know I talked already about the panel I was on, which was my favorite panel I've ever spoken at. And I kind of want to replicate it. Like, I think we should invite Richard Fons and Jesse on our show and have it with you two. And I have, dude, it was so good. It honestly, but you know, uh, Ovi, how was, how was your VCon experience? You know, how, what was, I know you were only there for like a night, right? But you know, I really enjoyed your panel actually with Nate Alex and uh, it was um, the gentleman from V friends. I'm sorry. I forgot his name. Um, shit. Um, uh, it was Zach. Was it Zach? I believe. Zach. No, it was Eric, Eric. It was Eric. It was Eric. Eric. But yeah. how? What? Did, what was your takeaway from VCon as a whole? It was the conference? Yeah, it was. I have to say, I really enjoyed it. Like, um, it was one of those events where I actually got to speak to people and have a conversation in a more relaxed environment. Um, it wasn't just like there weren't like hundreds of people like drunk crowding around the thing. I know those events can be fun, but you actually like connect with people in this and. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I got to meet some new people that I'd never met before. Um, got to play football for two hours, which was great. Like, it was a really good event. I really liked it. Like, I, I was gutted that I was only there for a day and a half. I really wanted to spend longer there. Yeah, it was, um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, that field day was super cute. Like, felt like almost like a high yeah. school homecoming type of event where, like, it was like super sunny out. The weather was good in Indy as well. So, we got pretty blessed with that. Um, yeah, the weather was amazing. It was perfect. It was, like, not too hot, but, um, the sun was out. It was great. Yeah, the sun was out. The, the The weather was great. The vibes were literally immaculate. I mean, it almost felt like we were so back, and uh, and which we are. We definitely are back. Uh, but uh, you absolutely love to see it. I mean, it, I I had a blast. I mean, VCon every year is one of my favorite conferences, if not my favorite conference when it comes to pure like pure conference with with because it's not about side events. It's really just about the conference. And there's usually no side events. I know we had the vintage dinner. Shout out to Nick Adler, Brandon Russo, and and uh, oh my god, please, oh god, uh, Brandon and and Sean. Uh, and Sean. Yeah, but, Sean. Yeah. No, but what? Oh hey, my Adam. god. No. <laughs> Why are you sending me this, bro? <laughs> Dude, this is so you red guy. I asked you guys to stop making memes of me. Listen, now oh, that wow. you're one well, now that you're one year old red guys and red girls, I said no more memes of Farouk. No more Farouk, you know, with the fingers going places and well, I'm not sharing this on the stream. This is not coming to YouTube. This is not gonna be shown on the stream. You can go to the red guy, you can buy red guy and go to the red guy dive bar if you wanna if you wanna go see this. God forbid it. <laughs> man, man, you completely wrecked my train of thought here. Um and what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. The Mintage Dinner with Sean Witherspoon, Nick Adler, and Brennan, yeah, which is amazing. I mean, I love getting that nice little jacket, too. I'm not going to lie. I was rocking it yesterday. Uh, so, so that was a blast. Um, super fun dinner um, with, with everyone. And, you know, I love what they're building out there. And then just, like, being able to see everyone. Just, like, you know, D's coming out in his, like, Pepe the Frog, like, <laughs> mask was unreal, yo. Like, that shit was hilarious. Um, it was so fun. And just in general, and so that was it. Like that's these just rolling out like that to the panel. That shit was crazy. And then you had just like again, like see, it's all like good vibes. Like these guys, these folks were like doing an interview, and I think they were like uh, CNN Philippines, and like 
people from all around the world. Like that was the panel uh, I got to speak on, and it was just it was just super fun. Like you know, all the stages were packed. Uh, GT Gentle Tornado, you know, super fun to just run into him everywhere. It's just like I'm just going through a few photos here, but it's just like it was just a good vibe uh, all around here. This is D's. We went crazy. We went crazy. We had a whole row. It was like Benny, myself, um, Thread Guys, Loxley, Snowfro, Vinny Hager. Like we just took a whole row and we were just like fucking around, like screaming for everybody. Uh, and so that was that was a lot of fun. And then I, don't know, just, I finally met Storm. It was cool. So I don't know. It was just like a lot of good people uh, and good vibes at the conference uh, all around. And uh, that's what I like about um, – that's what I personally like about – about VCon, got to meet Bark from DJ Network. Finally, I mean, I've known the guy for three years now. We're like kind of doing the same thing, right? They have their morning show early on. I never met him ever. Weird, because he goes to all the same conferences. So I finally got to fucking meet the guy and like just have a conversation face to face, right? So I don't know. It was cool. Even like Randy Zuckerberg, like her moderating our panel, I thought was so good. And she was great. And Richard did crack a jo wag me joke, which I loved. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. And from meeting people that they were from, all the way from Japan and talking about how they're trying to expand like the NFT space in Japan and do things there. Like they're from the region of Centauri and they're doing something with the actual whiskey, like Centauri, you know, whiskey, which is where it's from. Like, like and like Corey was out there and even T pro like this motherfucker is in the YouTube comments right now. Like I, I get to see him. I hear of him every single morning on the show, every day he's on the stream and I get to meet him for the first time. So it's like things like that. Right. Uh, which is super, super fun. And, and just to see everyone uh, out there, you know, venturing from 90cc. And I saw Klon, Snowfro, Minting, my squiggle. So it's just like, honestly, um, it's just uh, it's just a big vibe. Um, it's it's super fun every year. Uh, thank you, Gary. Thank you, Vcon, uh, for putting this together on behalf of all of us. Because uh, um, it was super, super fun. Big shout out to Andy Cranach, my boy at Friends, and, and Tyler Schmidt, and that whole team, D-Rock, Nima Van, like that whole crew. Uh, is good. And that's one thing about Gary V. I've, I've been observing that MFR since 2015. And that was when and Zane, who's down there, he used to be Team Gary V. He's in the comments right now. And I got to meet Zane for the first time, who makes the best doodles and characters always. Finally, we met and we've been interacting for three years together, maybe more actually with Zane, maybe five, six years. But like, again, like the, the thing I love, yeah, VCon was definitely better than FTNYC because it was all about the conference. Like, again, I'm talking about, I'm calling VCon the best conference purely based on the conference, not the side stuff. Of course, NFT NYC, it's hard to compete with the side events, right? Going to Vogue dinner, to Red Guy party. To this. You can't compete with something like that in the big city. But on the conference level, you know, consensus and VCon, like consensus on the crypto side and VCon NFT side, shit. I mean, I don't know if you were about to add something here, Ovi, but I thought it was great. No, I agree. Like if the conferences, there are things that I actually, and I, generally don't like listening to conferences but there were actually talks that i wanted to listen to or people who wanted to listen to it felt a lot more genuine i mean both vcon and consensus i think were the same vibe where it was like mm -hmm. it was a good all-round right. event um yeah. nft nyc i felt like wasn't um and yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to going again to both of those next year yeah and, and vcon no, I agree. Uh, last year was my favorite NFT conference. And this year, I guess, again, like, and you know what's cool about one thing about Gary Vee that you all need to know, like, and I've been always observing him for a long time, got to interact with them. I got to work with this team a few times a few years ago, 2015 and 18. I was kind of like selling them ads and stuff here and there. And that's how I got to really interact with like his team. 
And then in, in Web3, you know, we got to interview Avery Akineni, who's the president of Vayner3, which is their, their, their Web3 and, you know, uh, digital, you know, endeavors. One thing about Gary is he is very, very, very good, regardless of what people may think of him as a personal brand. He's very good at gathering good people together, building and nurturing a good, healthy, and positive community. And also attracting good people, part of his team. And this is something I've always even told him in private or his team. Like his team, they're all just good people. I mean, Zane's down there in the comments on YouTube. Yeah, I know you worked for Gary for a long time. I'm sure you can attest to that. But it's just like he hires just good people that care a lot. And when you go to the conference, like Ovi, you saw when even when people would come and like stop us for oh, Ovi, like whatever thread guy was down there with us, like. Like, it's just such a good vibe. Like, you know, for me, like, I'm just happy to, like, stay at the conference. And even after my panel, I stayed outside. I actually got in trouble three times with security, but it was worth it. But, like, I just stayed two hours after the panel just to talk to everyone because everyone's just so happy. And, like, they genuinely want to come and talk to you and see you and they appreciate you. And I really felt appreciated there. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. It, yeah. I agree. I agree, man. So anyways, Manda, I hope we see you next year at VCon because that's the third and last one. I mean, I don't know if it's the last one, but, you know, the VCon, the VFriends utility originally when it was sold was you get three VCons, right? That was always known. So next year may be the big one. You know, we'll see. Hopefully it's in Canada. I know Gary's, Gary threw the idea of Toronto around here and there before. So I think Toronto, I mean, Montreal would be better, but it wouldn't be that bad, you know, at, uh, you know, uh, I, I, think, uh, I think it wouldn't be that bad. Anyways, Manda, hopefully we'll see you next year. Yeah, look, it seemed like a, a a good event, smaller but maybe more impactful. Like the, the again, the conversations. If I felt like that when we were in um, Austin recently for the for the um, like consensus. Yeah, consensus event. Like it, 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 it seemed like a similar sort of event. So, um, and he actually did an inter- interesting interview with um, Decrypt. I think over oh, really? the weekend. Huh. Definitely worth um, listening. It's like a video, but I think they've written up a story about it. But he's just talking about the future of NFTs. Oh, uh, it is an interview. It's a podcast interview. Okay, I got it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth listening to. It, it's interesting to see that he was talking about the shift to AI and that he could have made VCon really a, more of an AI event even this year, um, which I just thought was interesting because I think oh, interesting see. To see if, if the NFT community does port itself there you're obviously seeing influencers move that way but whether there is going to be that there's clearly crossover there's loads of crossover with the ar stuff with the game building with the with the art side with the there's just so much so many different crossovers and it does feel as though provenance becomes incredibly important in an ai world and it feels as though um being creative is it's obviously going to be um it's going to be very valuable with these tools and blockchain can provide the the rails for ownership and and it just kind of they complement each other in a lot of different ways but it's just interesting to see how his thoughts on the nft space have kind of developed yeah no i agree i mean the article reads uh gary v is hyped about ai and expands vcon beyond nft so i'm curious to see what happens on that front sadly didn't get to run into him this time around it's just but it's just crazy it's like you're all over the place when you go to these things but it was fun to see a good um good good Really, a lot of good people. The performances were great, by the way, like Bust Rhymes, like Andrew Schultz, and, and everybody. And just again, like just uh, the energy all around uh, the conference was a lot of fun. So, a big shout out to um, everyone, um, you know, who came up, came up to me and just like, you know, say what's up and, and just show, show just hella love 
Um, it's uh, it's one of those conferences where you come out like electric and with a lot of light in your heart because it's just like so like, you know, I think it was a quote Punk 9059 posted that he picked up from Chris Jordan uh, on their show this morning. Um, the coffee with Captain. Yeah, coffee with Captain. Just talking about it. And he read, when you go to the in-person conferences, you realize that loud, that loud, angry, obnoxious people in the space are, an ex- are the extreme minority. Everyone is great when you meet in person. The angry people are just the ones uh, the algorithm seems to like. And you know what? It's true. Sadly, algorithms on social media like to put that forward. But let me tell you all that. There is nothing but love at these conferences. And even when you meet people that you don't think you'd get along with, you end up really getting along with. And that's what I love at that conference. Like, I get to meet so many people. And it's so fun. KD! I'm going to go to you in a second for stubs, but do you have any words on VCon? Because I know you were out there. So what's your point of view from someone who was just, you know, I know we met for the first time last year at VCon. How was your VCon this year? Uh, my VCon was freaking awesome. Uh, a lot of really good experiences. A couple of things that I wanted to bring up, a little bit of context for everybody. Uh, personally, I have kind of gotten to the point that I don't even view VCon as an quote, like NFT conference, even though Mm -hmm. it's linked like from these tickets. um, It's actually something that a good friend of mine who uh, like he like uh, basically gave me his ticket so so I could go. But like he was basically telling me how like most of the people, probably like 60 to 70 percent of the people that go to VCon, they really only have no NFTs or they only own Gary's NFTs. So in reality, Mm -hmm. a lot of them aren't very like knowledgeable or like into the whole like NFT sector. It's really more of like a business and entrepreneurship conference in a lot of ways. And I think you can really see that by like the main speakers that they chose to have stages by themselves. People like uh, Jessica Alba, you know, people like the the Shark Tank and like Dragon's Den people. Um, There's just like a lot of like more like of those like high end business people that are really being profiled in the end. So that's why I think this is a really good like event that people can go to because it gives you a way different vibe than an NFT NYC because you're exposed to a lot of these other speakers that like, to be honest, it's like a really huge lineup of like, you know, if you want to call it like Web2 personalities that are coming that also are just exposed in this Web3 space. So I think VCon is actually one of the most kind of like unique events that you can go to like over the course of the year that exists at least like right now that's US based. Uh, if you're just like l- looking for like learning about like just generally like the space and business and such um, versus like some of these other events like uh, New York City in, in our Basel are, are obviously amazing in and of their own right. But a lot of them are a lot more spread around with these side events, which make things a lot harder. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And you're right about, I mean, that's Gary Vee's background, right? The whole entrepreneur meta and everything. So it was like, he'd been doing the conference. That's why I was telling some people out there. It's like, oh, what do you think? It's so good. I'm like, the guy has been doing this for for so long. Of course, he's good at throwing a conference because that's literally like their bread, like a lot of their bread and butter and what their, the niche and everything. So, um, and I love that. Yeah, see, someone just responded to what you said, V. um, Uh, Katie said, oh, well, that's super interesting. I guess that makes it less intimidating and bring more folks to VCon. Actually, Andy Crane, I tweeted, said, promise me one thing next year, bring one person that isn't into NFTs or has never been to VCon. And I'm personally going to do that. Next year, I'll come with like a friend um, that just has no idea about anything. And guys, I saw, I met this 15-year-old that raised $25 million venture capital from the bathroom stall of his school. And he's not allowed now to go to the bathroom without a counselor. (laughs) because he used to hide in the bathroom to go raise funds and and it's like he went viral and stuff the whole story i met a bunch of like young killers like fucking 
15 to 18, 20 year olds that were just like crushing. Like, cause it's a very safe environment too. Right. So it's like, I don't know, like, or like this kid said that from Japan, he couldn't come alone cause he couldn't come to on his own. So he flew his father down here to India and his father was saying, I, I saw this on my timeline, like the for you of Twitter. So sorry, I don't exactly know who the username is. You can always link to it and I'll, I'll retweet it. But, uh, but he was saying like his father, then his takeaway was like, wow, like it's incredible. And Oh, I met this family, so they recognized, oh, you're Farouk, blah, blah. And this kid is 15-year-old 3D artist, right? And he was with his father and his mother and the two little, like, baby girls. It's so cute. But, and I asked him, so who got who into the space? And the father and the mother got the child into the space. And he's 15. And now he genuinely already, he's in school, but he makes money creating 3D renders and art and whatnot. And I'm even interested. I'm trying to see how we can here and there, if we need 3D work, I'll give it to him over like just hiring someone of somewhere else, right? So I don't know. It's just like, it's this whole vibe. I don't, I, I, I when you go there, you, you, you see the future more because it's, you're right. You know, okay, that's a good point. It feels more like the intersection of Web 2, Web 3 than most conferences where it's just more focused on like one uh, specific part of the, of the space. Anyway. Well, he's been very, very open about that. That's basically what I'm getting back to with this decrypt article. Right. Like, I think he's, 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 He's not abandoning NFTs, but what 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 Vcon, what V Friends even used to be versus what it could potentially be is more Gary taking you along the ride of just technology mm-hmm. rather. Than, and he's not going to. Whereas I think before it was like right, V Friends, we're going to create this IP which we're then going to sell to people. Kind of the pudgy penguins model, where like oh we'll bring out a TV show, we're going to do this. I think this this changes now to more being a, um, a membership club where it's, it's kind of like a being at the forefront of what Gary is going to do in the future with technology. Yeah. That makes uh that makes a lot of sense and it's exciting. So that's, you know, more conferences like this, please. Like, I think these are so fun and so good. And then you get to spend like outside of it, like just getting to spend quality time. Uh, with friends, like we got to spend a lot of time with Ovi, got to spend a lot of time with these and Redbeard, and you know the usual suspects and everybody else. So it's just, uh, it's just really cool, and it's it's a great team effort. I can't wait for you all to see the content we shot with Thread Guy and with Michaela. So big shout out to TG, big shout out to Michaela, uh, big shout out to all the other Rogredo creators that were out there just creating and went on stage, you're off stage in the press room. Like we had, we had a squad at VCon. We we're like at least almost a dozen of us. Um, out there. So it was a lot of fun. All right. So stop, 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 stop. So just quick reminder about stubs. We left the window to burn for Megbat's photo until tonight, 1159 Pacific Standard Time. The reason that we did this for is because we skipped Friday, the show. So we only felt it, it was fair to like, you know, keep it open an extra 24 hours. So you can still get this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful photo from Megbat. And by the way, I highly advise listening back to the interview we did with her on Wednesday. Um, that one was audio only, but you can watch on video because I was sharing her work. But just because I think her work is fucking sick, <laughs> so it's uh, it's just really cool to, to see um, to 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 have uh, Megbat on. And so um, you could still go on 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 Rug Radio's Twitter, and there's the, all the burn links are there, and I'm gonna pin them at the top, and I'm gonna retweet them again uh, so that you can see them. And uh, and and get your get your stuff. So this is super cool. And there you go. So I'm, I've just pinned it again, and I'm gonna retweet it one more time for for everybody to check it out. So make sure that you get your your piece of art 
by Meg, but I see 26 were already minted. Uh, so you absolutely love to see that. I mean, this is really an awesome piece, by the way. Breathe up, you know? Keeps you cool a little bit. But this week's artist, I'm going to get to Anz in a second. This is why KD's here is going to help us on the interview side. But first, but first, but first, the code for today's stub is where is my drum roll? Purple Glitch, P-U-R-P-L-E-G-L-I-T-C-H. And y'all, the gas prices are low now. So make sure you get your stubs. They're free. They are completely free every day, one per wallet. You can claim a free stub on rug.fm forward slash stubs, S-T-U-B-S, for owning any of the Rug Reader NFTs or the DGEN's Access Pass or the DGEN's Codes. By the way, remember to get your codes. And you can use the code on rug.fm for slash stubs, purple glitch, P-U-R-P-L-E-G-L-I-T-C-H. And you can claim one free stub every single day, five days a week. And then you can claim you have a burn period. We're going to have some polls. You may test with a few different things uh, in and out. Maybe keep the burns open longer and whatnot. So please let me know what you think. I'll put the polls up later. Uh, but, you know, let me know what you think. If we should leave the burn open for art all week or should we just keep it for weekends and whatnot. But we definitely uh, want to experiment uh, with different things and whatnot. But anyways, I want to give a big, big GM to this week's artist, Ons. Ons, just GM. And I know KD is going to help you on the interview side, but I just wanted to say hi to you. Hello, hello. There you go. And so I saw the, the purple hearts. You love to see it. So KD, you know, I know that, you know, we have a language barrier here. So, you know, because we always said like, with, with, with stubs, we want to like, we want to put people on. You know, we want to put people on stubs no matter where they're from. And so we got KD here. So, you know, just kindly ask if KD can help on the interview side uh, because we do have language barrier here. But the language barrier should not stop the art from being put up uh, on uh, uh, on Rock Radio. So, KD, why don't you give us a little uh, explainer? Give us a little intro of who Ons is and talk to us about their art. Yeah, absolutely. But before I necessarily get to that, one thing that I did want to mention is, you know, my goal in curating this collection up front was to profile artists from all mm -hmm. over the world, um, not just people that like are English speaking and, you know, are people that come to these events and, and rub shoulders with us. I think that's something that's really important. Uh, and mm -hmm. this is a, a really unique opportunity that, you know, I've been able to, to have here to be able to profile a really talented glitch artist that, that I discovered from the Tezos space. Um, so Anz uh, has given me a, a little bit of a write-up about um, the, their work. Uh, so I'm going to read and, and share that for y'all. And, uh, and I'm, I'm reading this. So I'm assuming you're like going through the, the art and such, such on the stream yard, correct? Yes, sir. I'm literally just about to go through the, all the links that you've sent me. I love that you doubled down on, on that, KD, by the way. I really appreciate that because that is literally the goal of, of Stubbs, right? Uh, it's not just all about our friends and, you know, like English-speaking artists. So why don't you – and I love that Anz is here throwing the purple hearts in the chat. you got to love to see it. So talk to us more about Anz's work, please, because I know you've been a collector of Anz uh, since, you know, since quite a while. It's beautiful, by the way. Fuck. It's just uh, – yeah. my goodness <laughs> gracious. This is – so. Uh, wow. Anzomiz is a unique and visionary artist from Indonesia who's developed a signature style that works seamlessly to blend both glitch style art and mixed media techniques to create stunning works of art, which are developed with a distinctive voice and style that allows them to express a range of emotions and experiences through that work. 
um, from moments of happiness to moments of sadness and disappointment. Uh, ANZA's art aims to tell a story that will resonate with audiences on a deep and personal level, reflective of their own experiences in life. Um, Anne's work focuses around the color purple, and by making the color purple a central element of the work, uh, a visual language that is both striking and recognizable is created. Um, Anne's goal is to eventually work to cement their place as a pioneering figure in the contemporary digital art world and in this new age style that our space is kind of called glitch art. Um, I personally was thankful of being Anza's top collector on Tezos in 2022 and personally discovered and fell in love with the art through the what I like to call the implicit and explicit stories that are being conveyed through the work. Um, some of the pieces you can like see instantly, like the, the story that's being told, like whether it be by the, the visual nature of it or the titling or what's in the description. And, and some pieces are kind of leave everything to, to be untold and leave you to kind of infer the story for yourself. Um, so personally, I was really also thankful to, to help onboard ANS in 2022 over to ETH and, and help him get over to, to Manifold. And, and uh, he has a really awesome um, uh, utility uh, token collection the, that had a lot of success last year. Um, up until he got to the point of getting accepted in a super rare and, and now um, having those pieces there. And, and it's actually been very interesting to, to kind of be a part of that journey myself, because if you go back and you look at some of like the Tezos collection, um, there is a, a lot of pieces there that are kind of like of a different style in some ways than like what you see on, on Anza's mm -hmm. super rare page right now. Yeah, so I'm there's on the been Tezos a very right interesting there's been a very interesting like growth of like the style and of the work and, and how exactly he's utilizing the the concepts within within glitch. So I think that's all very unique and, and very interesting. And, and so Anz is definitely somebody that um, I've always, you know, fell in love with, with, with their work and wanted to, to be able to give my opportunity to, to share it with the world. Glitch is, is the main thing that I collect in this space. I can tell. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So that's something that I I have a lot of bangers that I'm sitting on there and eventually waiting to to bring in a bunch of glitch for y'all. But this is kind of the the first um, iteration of that, and I'm super proud that it's that it's with somebody like Anz. And and Anz, thank you very much for allowing me to speak on your behalf. I really appreciate that. It's an honor. I love that. Anz is throwing the purple hearts. You love to see that. Um, and, uh, and it's awesome. And you're, you're doing a really good job at, at talking on behalf of the artist. I'm not going to lie. Cause it is, it's tough. I know how it is. So I know it's really hard. So why don't we talk about, by the way, like the, I'm on the Tezos right now, um, KD, uh, on the stream and the purple is just so nice. I mean, dude, Ovi, I mean, I, you use purple quite a bit in, in your work. You use Fuchsia, I think on the house of arts, fine arts, uh, piece yeah. of yours. I mean, what do you think of all this? this is pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I love, I love the color, color palette. It's so it's so uh, it's so striking. I like it a lot. Yeah, this is really cool. I'm trying to go through all the artwork. I mean, look, there's a lot of work out there, and it's sick. It's I'm in love with the colors, KD. Damn, look at this piece. And there's also a piece in honor of uh, Alpha Centauri on Super. I don't know if you, that's the one I was showing earlier. Uh, this one, it's called Flame Filled uh, Melodies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I missed that piano just like I missed all ACK's ones too. I, I oh, we got piece. a sick one. Yeah, I actually placed the provenance bid a 0.69 to open the auction on the one that Ovi got. There no way. Go. I, I love that. Provenance. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, you do. Hell yeah, it's cool. You guys are going to be stored on chain now together forever. <laughs> you, you kind of like, you could say you own a piece of it, uh, KD. Don't worry. Uh, I'm sure Ovi's cool with that. No, I <laughs> know uh, what I do. Uh, I lost the, the stream for a second. I messed with the I messed with the video. But let's talk about the piece that's minted on on uh, for 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 us, like with us, uh, Katie. Uh, I want to share it. I'm pretty sure it's on the. Oh wow, stubs are almost minted out. You love to see it when when gas is low. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> it feels good. 35% minted out. Make sure you get your free stubs. Purple glitch is the code. There's about 65 left uh, for today for free. Uh, check them out. But let's talk about the piece that Ange uh, minted uh, in collaboration with us that is called Hate My Mind When I'm Alone, Katie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't have as much to necessarily say on this piece. Um, the, the description that, that he gave is, I'm leaving. It hurts so much to look back at our memories. All the demons that have tricked all my memories when I miss you. I always go back to remembering how much I love you. Um, I, I think this is definitely one of those ones that, uh, that, that I was saying, like has it, an, an explicit story that you can kind of see exactly, you know, where, you know, their mind was at when, when they created this. I, I love how everything's like trapped within the silhouette of the head. And there's the, the person slinking out of the, the coffin with kind of like the devil behind them, like opening the coffin. It's, it's crazy. Uh, it's, it's really amazing how, how much like depth went into the kind of the composition of, of all of the individual pieces of this piece. There's like behind the devil, there's like the two like heads, like kissing, like in the background. Like it, I feel like every single time, if you, you know, take some like a little bit of a zoom or look at a different part of the piece, you can like find something very, very unique um, as a part of that. Um, when, when Anz was kind of telling me about this piece before he, he let me know that, you know, this piece was a really important part of, of kind of his story and, and his journey in regards to like the, the story and the art that he's trying to tell. Um, obviously, as I indicated earlier, a lot of the, the themes that he works with are, you know, revolve around, um, you know, sadness and in some respect or, or disappointment. And, and this is obviously uh, an example where, where that can be pulled from. And, and I think this is almost like, a genesis iteration of like you know him showing you where that came from i love that this is great i love the work and so katie how many how many stubs we talking about at the end of the week for this piece um i have not specifically spoken uh, with ans about that yet right. but i believe we're going to be like three i, I think that's going to be we'll what talk about on friday then let us know we'll be around all week this week we ain't missing a show this week we ain't missing a single show this week <laughs> <laughs> I promise. I like the purple hearts a lot. I love the purple hearts. I'm excited for this. So, Ansh, I mean, thank you so much, you know, for for participating in Stubs and for being this week's uh, featured artist. And and Katie, thanks for for being so good at you know at, uh, at translating uh, the work into 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 words here on on, on this morning's show. I, I know it's a it was a quick uh, last minute turnaround here for for y'all. So I, we really appreciate you and. And again, like if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna collect this beautiful piece, just collect your stubs. You wait until Friday, and on Friday we'll open the burn at exactly at eleven thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time is when the tweets go out on the Rock Radio account that we then retweet and everything. And and uh, and you absolutely love to see this. And just a reminder again: breathe up. It's two stubs uh, per um, per uh, per claim. And I saw two more get uh, get min get claimed just now on the show by reminding people. Uh, so. It's uh, definitely check it out. Breathe up by Megbat. 
She's incredible. She's a great photographer. Her work is beautiful. So two, um, two, um, two stubs gets you uh, one artwork. And I'm not going to lie. Every time I go on there, and I know I'm sound like a broken record, but I just love seeing how this art, you know, is populating on here. It's diverse, and you know, it's actually very little amount of editions that are coming out. And I kind of, I don't know. I think it's cool. Something about it uh, that is uh, that is awesome. All right. Well, Katie, any last words? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say for everybody out there that may be looking to collect some stuff and doesn't want to wait for to get some of Van's work. Um, you know, he has pieces on Super Air, mm -hmm. his all-time highs, like two and a half ETH. He has some pieces on Tezos right now. I'm looking at a one of seven for five Tez. So there's some fucking that's deals fire. out there uh, for anybody that's out there on Tez. Uh, he has a lot of really awesome pieces from, you know, kind of that older style that I was talking about um, that helped get him to, to where he is now. So so that's definitely something that you can go and, and collect some of his work for like super affordably wow. uh, for any of those of you out there that are on Tez. I love that. Thank you for thank you for mentioning that. It's awesome. I know there's a lot of Tezos uh, art heads out there, and uh, and you know because that's where it's at. So uh, it was super cool. Was it on your panel? Oh no, it was on um, Dee's and Sean Morrison at a panel with Chat Medici, and he was uh, he gave a big shout out to to all the artists and stuff going out on Tez, and uh, they they were talking about this on, out there at Vcon. Speaking of Vcon, so anyways, 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 ah, oh, feels good to be back. That was a great, great, great. Great way to start uh, the week on Rug Radio. So, y'all, you know where to find us. You know where to see us. We'll see y'all tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of Gym Web 3 on Rug Radio. Let's go. And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day. Beautiful day, GMGM.